Welcome to the American Intelligence Media. I am your host, Douglas Gabriel. I'm here with Michael McKibben today, and we are going to discuss someone that he's been researching as hard as just about anybody else, Arvinder Sambai. If you don't know who that is, you definitely want to listen to this broadcast. Welcome, Michael. Hi, Douglas. Great to talk to you. Now, you have spent more time on Arvinder Sambai than probably anybody except Lord Mark Malik Brown, whose list of um, crimes and associations uh, went many, many, many pages. But you have now researched the person that I like to call the handler of the U.S. head of the FBI. The director of the FBI is handled by a Brit from the Crown Prosecution, and now she's no longer in the Crown Prosecution, but she is what is called, what was referred to as Crown Material, you see. When recently Comey accused Brennan of trying to sell the dossier, the P dossier as he called it, he also said over and over again, he referred to Crown Material. Now, I don't know that you've seen this in the news because it just came out today, Michael, but it, it has been out for a few days. No. But So when they say crown material, I'm going to bet a nickel they're talking about Arvinder Sambai. Can you tell us why Arvinder Sambai would literally be considered crown material? Well, first of all, I need to correct your statement and assertion that I was doing this research. There are a lot of people involved in this project and I'm here to summarize that, so let's get that straight. Oh, yeah, you got the uh, so best researchers. It's amazing. Matter of fact, we have new people from the United Kingdom who are pouring in with information that we, we're going to take weeks to have to even vet this information. And so, yes, yeah. all your researchers from Britain and the United Kingdom who have all chimed in are all part of this, so thank you to all of them. Yeah, there's an instinctive response to this person, Arvinder Simbai, uh, and it's not positive coming out of the UK. Uh, and in doing the deep dive on this person's biography has been a real challenge because it's so sketchy and uh, fragmented that uh, it's been hard to put it back together. So what what our people have learned over these last years is when we run across a character whose um, uh, biography is fragmented, um, obfuscated, uh, there are big, huge, gaping holes, missing pieces, uh, the storylines don't uh, line up, we've learned that the best thing to do at that point is to just grab each piece, confirm it as a fact, and put it on the table like a big jigsaw puzzle that you haven't uh, put together yet. And that has been the effort that has has gone on now for weeks, uh, because it was clear that after George Papadopoulos, uh, on his new book tour, specifically identified Arvinder Simbai as the person at the uh, London International Institute of Law for Law Practice, as the person who told him to go to Rome and meet with uh, Professor Joseph Mifsud, we knew that Sambai was a, was a key player. But then when we started looking at the background that was available, it was so difficult to put together that uh, that was also a telltale sign that uh, something's up with this person. Oh, yes, and there's now all the obfuscation going on with other people in relationship to Arvinder Sambai. For instance... George Papadopoulos said three different versions of who Arvinder Sembai was. One version was it was his boss. The other version was it was his boss and the person who connected him to Mifsud and all the other people. I mean, literally, she was the connecting link to all of these different people, whether it be the uh, Valdi Discussion Club, whether it be the London Center for International Law Practice, whether it be the Global Center for Cooperative Security, whether it be... Um, uh, any of these different organizations. Public International Law Advisory Group. Yeah. That's another one. And now they say... She's got more organizations she's involved in than uh, Carter has liver pills. Yes. And uh, the rumor is that Nunes has pictures of her with Western intelligence agents, the ones that we have mentioned that uh, he's uh, that, that they were very connected to in all these meetings that George Papadopoulos had. And so what we're seeing is that the battle is beginning as the alibis 
are clashing with one another. And so you got George Papadopoulos clashing with his own stories. And then you have people like Alexander Downer coming out and going, well, yes, we were involved with that. Or you have Andrew Wood saying, yes, I was involved. But then they tried to create their own little alibis. So I we haven't really heard anything from Arvinder Sambai in the public. But when it was first pointed out that Arvinder Sambai was working with the Mueller special counsel, it was shocking to people. Why, why is an ex-British Crown prosecutor working with Robert Senior Mueller? Crown prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Tell us, why were they working together? Well, the... When you when you look at her bio, <clears throat> there are some gaping holes in it. But uh, once she graduated from law school and then got a master's at the London School of Economics in law, she uh, took a stint at Yale University and got a certification in U.S. constitutional law, which is interesting. And then she immediately started working for the Crown Prosecution Service, and that has been her only employer until the last few years when she started joining all of these uh, various advisory groups all over the world. And uh, uh, if you uh, take her uh, associations at face value now today, she's one of the most switched-in globalists on the planet. I mean, she's she's connected to everyone that uh, uh, we would ever uh, see. I mean, she's got... Um, She's got uh, advertised relationships and is an expert consultant to the Council of Europe, to the European Union, to the IMF, to the UN Convention Against Corruption, the UN Development Program, the UN Office of Drugs and Crime, and then, as you mentioned, the Global Center on Cooperative Security, which has a list of 90 uh, globalist organizations that are a part of their, their effort. And that is that is one of the overwhelming things you see about these people is their list of associations is off the charts, and you, you got to ask yourself nobody even has any has enough time in the day to to nurture all these relationships. So what gives? And what we think at the big picture level gives is that uh, anyone who is a globalist who is attempting to achieve this new world order has um, has joined one of these organizations and these organizations um, kind of gather energy and uh, a purpose by associating associating with other similar organizations to the point where uh, they all use each other on their resumes to impress the unsuspecting public that this person must be a switched-in global player, when in fact it appears, if we are to bottom line, uh, Arvinder Sembai's resume, she has she or he, we're not sure uh, her, of, of the gender, but uh, uh, this person Sembai has been an instrument of the Privy Council from the moment she left law school, and then specifically. She has, she, he has been a uh, close collaborator with Robert Mueller. And this goes back to the Clinton days, Clinton administration days, on at least three different false flag crises around the world, specifically the U.S. embassy bombings in Tanzania and Kenya, the uh, 9-11 uh, crisis, the, um, uh, then the... Uh, the Trump Mueller uh, hoax, and then she she he was also involved with a scandal that occurred in the Cayman Islands, where certain uh, high-ranking officials in the Cayman Islands were getting smeared, and um, uh, the the corruption was so bad that the, her partner, uh, by the name of uh, Martin Polane was actually disbarred for for making up evidence that he gave to the uh, prosecutor in the Cayman Islands. So uh, our vendor is still associated with Palaine, and uh, they've they've had a consulting company that's changed its name four times, and it's currently called the Amicus Legal Consulting 
Consultants Limited. Before that, it was the Sambai Palane Limited, and then it was the Sambai Bridger and Palane Limited. Bridger was a senior Scotland Yard officer, and then um, it was also Amicus Legal Consultants Limited. So that's another thing. When we see these organizations in the UK that are constantly changing their names, um, you can usually write corrupt across the uh, front of the the documents. Now, Zainab Ahmad, she's a member of that group you mentioned, the Global Center on Cooperative Security, which is a member of the Five Eyes, which is also the largest think tank for counterterrorism that anybody knows of. Alexander Downer was connected to them, the very person who turned in George Papadopoulos. So when we're talking about connections to Arvinder Sambai, you can literally say Arvinder Sambai was on the special counsel and that Zainab Ahmad was meeting with Joseph Misud, meeting with Arvinder Sambai, and it looks as if Andrew Weissman was also in some of those meetings and a person who was um, part of the Department of Justice called Bruce Swartz. And so if we want to talk about Western intelligence meeting with our vendor Sambai, it was thick as thieves. As a matter of fact, they created new organizations for George Papadopoulos to even head so that they could have yeah. more meetings with him to try yeah, to they set have him a up. lot of these. They have a lot of these shell organizations that are just name only. They may have thrown up a website here or there, and it's it's all very uh, rookie when you when you look at it from a professional standpoint. But you mentioned the Global Center on Cooperative Security. Let me just read you a few of the other members of this organization. It includes Baker McKenzie here in this country, the Brookings Institution, um, the uh, Safe what is that uh, the Safe Cities Institute. Um, Ford Foundation, um, this is a list of 90 I'm looking through here, the International Institute for Justice and the Rule of Law, with all these great names. Um, Aiken Gump, another American law firm, uh, a number of countries, Oxfam, Salesforce.com, Safer World, um, country of Sweden, Switzerland, uh, the World Bank, the World Affairs Council, United Nations Foundation, the Ford Foundation. So you're talking about all the names we now know as globalist players. They're all in, involved with her, or she's involved with them, one of the two. And she made sure that George Papadopoulos became the director of the Center for International Energy and Natural Resources Law and Security, and they would all come and meet with him, and he didn't even know why the organization was founded, why he was the head of it, what he was doing, nothing. So then Arvinder Sambai sends him over to Rome. And this is what he says. At first, he describes her as his handler, basically, as, her bo as his boss. Later, as this cooperative partner, and later as the person who connected her with every single person that was part of the conspiracy and the setup, the frame-up of George Papadopoulos. So what we have going on here is Arvinder Sambai... Whenever there is a counterterrorism problem or a terrorism problem, they call her in to do one of two things, either to cover it up. Can, like I, can I stop you there first? Mm -hmm. You keep referring to her as her. And the reason this is important is I'm not sure, whether, I'm not sure of the, the person's gender. Uh, one of the things we have heard from Indian experts is that the, the name Arvinder is essentially the equivalent of John. So... Uh, if she, if this person is a woman, she's using a man's name. Arvinder is a man's name from the Punjab region of north, northwestern India. Uh, in addition to that, we see that this person was very closely involved with the development of uh, oversized policies within the Crown Prosecution Service uh, focused on LGBTQ uh, activity in the UK, where even by their own statistics, they may br may have brought 100 to 200 cases a year in the UK, and yet they've got this massive website, all of these documents, and um, they are pursuing all sorts of hate crimes that have to do with homophobia, uh, transphobia, 
trans homophobia. I mean, you, you, you just can't believe how much emphasis there is in the U.K., in the Crown Prosecution Service on uh, transgender issues. So the reason I think this is important is normally that wouldn't be anybody's business what she chooses to do or he chooses to do with that, his life. But when that bias uh, spills over into public policy, then it's important for the public to know these things. And I think that's the point here. Uh, the other thing that's that's very odd about um, Sambai's um, conduct as a prosecutor is the use of different names, and these names are were very curiously associated with different false flag events that uh, Sambai was involved with Mueller on, and uh, most notably 9/11. Sambai was the prosecutor in the U.K. that filed a case against a lofty uh, racy uh, as the allegedly the person who was giving flight training to the four hijackers uh, of nine, the, the Arab hijackers that were accused of uh, flying the planes into uh, the various uh, buildings. But the, the by the way, in the end, in 2009, uh, we discovered documents where the judge basically said that Mueller and Arvinder Sambai fabricated that evidence, and Lofty Racy was completely exonerated of all charges against him. So there you have a Sambai-Mueller relationship and a total lie that was pressed on the public. The other interesting thing about that period is she didn't use the words, uh, the last name Sambai, S-A-M-B-E-I. She used the word Sambir, S-A-M-B-I-R. And all of the press releases around the world on the same day uh, in, um, uh, that occurred on what date? That occurred on September 28th when they announced their arrest of Lofty Racy. All around the planet, all the press releases used the her name as Arvinda Sambir, totally different spelling, and it, it was it was a lockstep press release. All the world press used the same exact quotes and news, and was pushed out all over the planet. So that's odd to 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 use a different name. And, and, in fact, that made it difficult to find this data because uh, you're looking for a different uh, keyword search. So, anyway, it finally started appearing. And so Arvinda Sam, uh, Sambir is another variant. And then there's a third <coughs> variant, Arvinder Sambi, that was then used uh, in the U.S. embassy bombings in Ken Kenya and Tanzania where... Sambai also was involved and allegedly found fax fingerprints of two persons that they ended up indicting and uh, found them in England. Uh, and she worked closely with Mueller on that particular case. So it is very curious that we, here we have these, these huge, massive bombing, terror bombings, uh, all associating Sambai with Mueller and an event that pushed the world in one way or another to giving up uh, privacy and property for the sake of security. So she clearly is is uh, a conspirator with Mueller. And then, of course, George Papadopoulos then associates her directly with the uh, frame-up of Donald Trump and the Trump-Russia hoax, so there we have her again, attempting with Mueller to um, uh, basically over overcome some aspect of property and privacy protection of the U.S. Constitution, where she was a certified expert from Yale. Well, she's a counterterrorist expert, and to be a counterterrorist expert, you have to first be a terrorist. You have to think like a terrorist. You have to know the law. You have to know how to get around the law, and that's what she did with 911, with 911. That's and then what, she twisted it on the um, U.S. embassy bombings in Kenya and uh, in Africa. And what happened there? As you said, 
she somehow found the original Xerox, excuse me, the original uh, fax message that was sent from the terrorists in England to Africa to tell them to bomb those U.S. embassies. And she went out and found the original fax messages and found their... In two different places with two different uh, people they accused. Isn't with, that magical? With their fingerprints on it. Isn't that <laughs> nice? Isn't it lovely when things work out so beautifully? But then when we have 9-11, she can't figure anything out. And when we have other terrorist attacks, she can't figure anything out. When she has... Well, she is the crown material. She is the help of the crown. But it's also Alison Saunders, who we can talk about in a minute. But let's remember that when she's... Uh, Arvinder Sambai is not only the handler of the FBI, the director of the FBI, but also the CIA. Gina Haspel, in London at that time, was fully aware that Arvinder Sambai had sent George Papadopoulos to link Campus University in Rome to meet not only with Italian intelligence, but also Joseph Mifsud, but also to meet with Michael Gaeta, the uh, fake U.S. Embassy security guy who's actually an FBI-slash-CIA counterintelligence operative. Well, isn't it interesting that Michael Gaeta is taking his orders from Arvinder Sembai? So who doesn't take orders from Arvinder Sembai? And if now that she's no longer uh, the senior crown prosecutor, she certainly has... Alison Saunders on her side, and we know that she was coordinating the entire um, attempted coup against Trump, and we know that she would certainly have been aware of Alison Saunders' dinner with the Oars four days before Robert Hannigan from Britain, head spy guy from Britain, spied well, on Well, there's, there's another aspect of, of uh, uh, this that uh, just popped out of this research a few days ago, in 2014, she and Polane uh, published an ebook called Mutual Legal Assistance and Mutual Assistance. <clears throat> and uh, they, they put it up and they made it available on Kindle. They didn't actually publish it. They appear to have a made-up uh, publisher from Japan who uh, put it up on a website. And it, it's uncanny reading that, how closely the activities of the FBI, Mueller, uh, Comey, uh, Strzok, Page, the whole crowd in the U.S., uh, used the information out of that mutual legal assistance book uh, in the uh, development of the case against uh, Trump. And it now appears that that may have been the main purpose of Allison Saunders coming over to discuss the instructions on how to make sure that any mutual assistance would protect both of the parties, i.e. the Brits and, and the FBI, and would not run afoul of any laws that either Sanders, Saunders or um, Sambai were familiar with. And so the, the, that was probably a coaching session. Well, what we see now is that our vendor, Sambai, Alison Saunders and the entire British intelligence are a bunch of idiots because they hired Huawei to put in their 5G after 10 years of having horrible experiences with them, with them surveilling everybody, uh, absolutely not cooperating with the Brits or the United Kingdom, basically doing everything that the new uh, executive order declaring a national emergency in relationship to foreign adversaries trying to steal our technology and or manipulate our technology. I'm going to have to say that though Comey and Brennan right now are arguing along with Clapper who started all of this, it, it wasn't a, a Brennan. Brennan didn't get involved until basically July, even though he was already rooting, rooting on. He wanted to get involved before that. Comey was involved from December of 2015 and the counterintelligence... Well, wait a second. Comey was working for HSBC in 2013 in London. Not 13. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Yeah, 2013. Yes. And then... So Comey was getting coached very early on this whole process. Well, HSBC is British. And there's the, the most yep. corrupt of all British banks uh, short of the Bank of England. And so who is controlling those things? That would be the same exact Privy Council members 
that we're discussing here and that we have been discussing. So when you want to place blame on who started this, I always say it goes back to John McCain. But John McCain, for sure, before he called in his Russian assets from the FBI, the CIA, and everywhere else, he, of course, contacted who? Andrew Wood. And it was, an, it was a plot with Andrew Wood and John McClain, M- McCain, more than likely, that came up with the initial idea. Because John McCain came to the Democratic National Committee early on and said, I'm going to help you. Now, mind you, a Republican. And we know this because... David Kramer went and got a copy of the Steele document and gave it to BuzzFeed so they could print it. That was on purpose. We also know that Henry um, uh, Kerner uh, was infiltrating the Senate Intelligence Committee. We know that James Wolfe was leaking to Alvy Watkins. We know that Feinstein was uh, completely in the pocket of Christopher Steele and the Brits. The Senate Intelligence Committee, through Richard Burr and Dianne Feinstein and Warner, invited Christopher Steele, a British agent, discredited British agent, by the way. They say that he's a good source. No, he wasn't. He was never a good source. What he did with the, um, well, many cases. Can I stop you there on Feinstein? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You you know, we've talked about this avid ISIS management, this uh, ability to press a a news release out all over the uh, known world. That is clearly what happened uh, in at least two cases where Sambai and Mueller teamed up. The, the um, African bombing, the U.S. Embassy bombing in Africa, the very same day that they claimed they caught the perpetrators with the fax fingerprints, the press release went out all over the planet. I mean, we found press re- articles all the way on the other side of the world. They all quoted exactly the same thing. And it was uh, in relation to um, finding all this uh, magical evidence of the fax fingerprints. And then it, it occurred again uh, at 9-11 when they uh, indicted Lofty Racy in London with all this supposed evidence. And, and Sam Beer, that was her name then, Sam Beer, uh, then quoted all sorts of minute details that would sound believable to anybody not otherwise paying attention. And as it's turning out, it was a complete fabrication. Everything was fabricated. Where was the world press when it came out in 2009 that the entire frame-up of uh, Lofty, Sam uh, Racy, in London was a complete lie by Mueller and Sam Beer, Sam Bai, Sambi, whatever you want to call her. Where was the world press? I mean, if you talk about uh, proof that there's nothing press about them, that to me doesn't. <coughs> it's also important to remember that Arvinder Sambai, close personal friend of Joseph Mifsud, and the, of course, the uh, founder of the uh, London Center for International Law Practice. She was also a member of Joseph Mifsud's personal organization called the London Academy of Diplomacy, which was the group that trained the Saudi Arabian intelligence in counterintelligence. Joseph Mifsud was running a counterintelligence operation against George Papadopoulos directly under the authority of Arvinder Sambai. Now, let's also remember who else are very, very long-standing good friends with Arvinder Sembai and Joseph Mifsud? Um, that would be, mm-hmm, let's see, Joseph Mifsud was an operative for the Clinton Foundation going back practically to the beginning. And then we know that John Brennan and Mifsud and, Ar- and Sambai were very, very close when John Brennan was in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. And Joseph Mifsud was there training the very people that were the allies that John Brennan was there working with. And when John Brennan returned to America, he opened the first counterintelligence aspect of the CIA before 9-11. Okay? In other words, he knew it was coming. Who else are they friends Mm -hmm. with? Bill Clinton, of course, very good friends with Bill and Hillary. Very good friends with Robert Mueller. And let's remember, Joseph Mifsud was interviewed by the special counsel, Robert Mueller, but that wasn't leaked, and now he's disappeared. But he's probably in the, as we said from the beginning, 
the headquarters of the Knights of Malta because he is Maltese and he was faking that he was a university professor from Malta. And so he's at the magisterial uh, of the Knights of Malta, which is right next to the Vatican, which is where George Papadopoulos says he is. George uh, is hiding out there, being protected by Italian intelligence. And so what we have is uh, 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 Zainab Ahmad, very good friends with Arvinder Sambai. She is on the Robert, Robert Mueller Special Counsel. She was the Eastern District of New York um, DOJ rep- uh, representative. She's an um, assistant prosecutor. And uh, they were very, very close, as well as very close with Andrew Weissman. This, those are the two people who supposedly received the Steele dossier first before anybody else. Zainab Ahmad and Andrew Weissman. Isn't it interesting that they're both very close friends of Arvinder Sambai? I would suggest to who you... Is, who is an expert at fabricating evidence, proven. And the best at counterintelligence of anyone in the whole world, according to uh, her resume and the fact that she's hired by everyone in the whole world for these things. So, one last thing. She's also very close with the Atlantic Council and CrowdStrike. Dmitry Alperovitch is a personal close friend of hers. The very man who supposedly said that the Russians hacked the DNC when they didn't. So if you want to just take the criminals who actually should have been prosecuted during the Robert Mueller Special Counsel, there are, many of them are friends of Arvinder Sambai. Mm-hmm. Now, can you tell us a little bit about Allison Saunders? Because you are the first person who really uh, split that open after you noticed that Nellie Orr in her testimony said that she had a person named Allison Saunders come for dinner at their house. And no one, no one to this date, as far as I know, has mentioned that Allison Saunders was at that moment the Crown Prosecutor and was over here on a secret mission to meet with the two back channels, Bruce Orr, Nellie Orr, for Fusion GPS, the FBI, the Department of Justice, the State Department, all of them. And so when... Christopher Steele had been totally discredited and was no longer allowed to deliver to the FBI these stupid installments on the PP dossier. He simply went to Bruce Orr and made sure that it was passed on through him. And Nellie Orr was also uh, a back channel for Fusion GPS and also for previously the CIA where she had worked and the FBI counterintelligence. So what you have here is Allison Saunders in a criminal activity with the biggest criminals that we've named, for some reason they haven't been fired or put in jail, I don't know why Bruce and Nellie aren't in jail, but Alison Saunders, can anyone please explain why in the world the head prosecutor of Britain would come over and meet with the two back channels who were basically criminals, who were key people in this attempted coup? I think that, uh, first of all, uh, I don't remember Nellie Orr's testimony mentioning Allison Saunders, maybe I just missed it, but where I first uh, heard it was, uh, read it, was from Judicial Watch when they uh, got a FOIA response, and in this response, it included the email exchange with the Crown Prosecution Service arranging a meeting, a a dinner with the Oars at the Oars' house four days before the Trump Tower meeting on, let's see, that was June 6th, I believe, uh, or 5th, June 5th or 6th. And it included her personal entourage, her security, and the the first thing that was odd about that was the fact that uh, uh, Alison Sonder was not meeting with her equal in the U.S., but rather some of the subordinates of the person that she probably should have been meeting with. So that shows you right there there was some some conspiracy there to have a secret private meeting where she would have obviously come over on, under diplomatic immunity and been able to carry whatever <coughs> she wanted. So what we think now is that she, among other things, was coaching the FBI players and the DOG, DOJ players 
in the Trump hoax uh, uh, ramp up on how to make it stick. I think that's Arvinda Simbai's expertise around the planet, figuring out how to make charges stick, and especially fabricated charges, because she seems to be an expert at it, and uh, so much so that one of her partners got disbarred for it, got caught and disbarred. So that doesn't <laughs> appear to be normal. Normally, she seems to get away with it. And with Mueller, she obviously got away with it numerous times. But hopefully this is going to be her Waterloo here. Evidence manipulation is uh, Arvinder Simbai's expertise, Comey's, Mueller's, and Alison Saunders. And so what we have here is she's meeting with the Aurors. She also then, uh, no doubt, met with Fusion GPS because we knew that Natalia Veselnitskaya met with Fusion GPS before, the day before, the day of, and the day after. Natalia met Veselnitskaya, the Russian setup at the Trump Towers with Donald Jr. That was, in fact, um, a simple plan of creating evidence to make it look mm -hmm. different than it really is. And that's what that was all about. And it was the Brits, it was the crown material. It was Robert Hannigan who came over and took that material and made sure that they had the emails between Rob Goldstone, who is of course a British spy. He's a Brit spy spying on the Russians. Everyone knows that. He's the promoter. He's the British promoter, isn't he? Yes, he's a music promoter, but he promotes right. um, um, events. Uh, well, he promotes this Russian uh, musician whose father is one of the big oligarchs. And so oh, to okay. say that Goldstone uh, is a musician or a music uh, producer well, is... He's a, a music promoter. Yeah, that's his front. The deal is he's in bed with the Russians. He's the one who arranged the meeting because he had a contact with Don Jr. How much trouble did they have to go through to find out a British agent who had a contact with Don Jr. get the State Department to allow uh, Natalia Veselnitskaya and the other three Russian spies who are acknowledged as Russian spies to be given a special pass to come into this country. Some say that that was the FBI. Impossible. Impossible. Not unless the FBI were paying them as part of a counterintelligence uh, operation, which they might have been, but that isn't the issue. The issue is the State Department allowed Natalia Veselnitskaya to come in for the uh, hearing on the Magnitsky Act which was all contrived. Yeah, she got some kind of waiver. Yeah, and then she, the waiver. she was really here to meet with Fusion GPS to get the dirt on Prevazon because she's trying to settle another lawsuit. She is nothing more than a Russian spy. And she is a Russian spy allowed by, Je that would be uh, Victoria Newland and John Kerry, through the direction of John Podesta and Hillary Clinton, to allow her to come in as the frame-up. And so it's not an accident that Allison Saunders was there coaching the contact to the FBI, the DOJ, and Fusion right. GPS, and FBI counterintelligence, and, and they're CIA all trying counterintelligence. To, and, they're, and they're making sure that they've got themselves covered if it ever comes out that the Brits were collaborating with the FBI. They want to make sure that they're operating within some international framework, which Sambai also seems to be uh, an expert at figuring out how to cooperate, because she is involved with more international organizations for world peace. I mean, the, the names are so impressive. Uh, let, me, let me read you a few of them. I mean, it's, it, gets after, it gets a little bit sickening after a while. The Institute for Strategic Dialogue, the Institute for Security Studies, the Institute for Inclusive Security, Human Security Collective, Human Rights Institute at Columbia University Law School, Human Rights First. I mean, don't you just hear the strings and, and the uh, pretty music and the doves coming out of this, Douglas? Oh, yes. And I mean, these people, are, uh, these people are animals, and yet the, on the surface it's all charity and security work. Uh, and the, it's for globalism. And, and the basically... Fourth Freedom Foundation... We also have to remember that globalism supports, they didn't specifically completely create, but 100% support terrorism. 
because we have right. to have a war for the globalist to go on, period. Without, a, without what's called the soft war, the long war of terrorism, there would be no globalism. And these the are UN the UN Security best Council Counterterrorism Committee Executive Directorate. She consults for them. The United Nations Development Program. West African Network for Peace Building. The United States Institute of Peace. I mean, you talk about syrupy names. These people have more names than, than you can count. And they, what are they doing? Like you say, they're doing the opposite. It's clear they're doing the opposite. And it's largely a bunch of attorneys who are pushing this. I mean, we really, as a, as a globe, have got to get attorneys out of our public life. They need to do their job in a court, and they should not be allowed to be elected officials. They should not be allowed to be public officials if they are licensed attorneys. We have let this get out of hand all over the planet, and here's what they do with it. They use their creativity to screw us all. And they lie. And they're allowed to lie. Matter of fact, the job of a lawyer is to lie convincingly for your side, period. So why would we allow a lawyer who has been trained to be a liar to be a politician? Because that means they're right. going to be a liar. And right. as we know, uh, there were ideas in the founding of America that said no lawyer should be a politician whatsoever. You can't have lawyers making laws because they create right. loopholes in them. It's and anyway, inbuilt conflict of interest. Absolutely. And, when, and, and then what do they do? They, all these nice names they have for everything. George Soros has the nicest names for anybody, for any non-governmental Open organization. Open Society Institute. Oh, they're beautiful names. They do the opposite. Mm -hmm. They're murderers. They're killers. When you talk about how many people George Soros has murdered and killed because of his economic predatory attacks on 14 different nations through color revolutions, why isn't he in jail? It's because the lawyers at the top of the DOJ are right there sitting with Bruce Orr, who hasn't been fired. Wait, let me ask you this. Yeah. The Strong Cities Network, isn't that the group that's pressing all this uh, open immigration? Yeah, the Strong Cities Initiative is a UN treaty that Obama signed, and he went on ahead and allowed all the equipment to come into this country so that... Okay, it... standby's involved with that. Oh, boy. Well, 2015 Jade Helm was uh, the distribution of the UN equipment to cities to basically conduct war against U.S. citizens. These are serious, matter of fact, they're strikers that we just saw a mile and a half long train with nothing but strikers, which have um, um, the basically 5G broadcasters on these strikers that can control people, can control crowds. Well, why aren't they going to the southern border to control the uh, the invasion against us. Why are they being sent to the Northwest? Because this is part of the Strong Cities Initiative. In any time there's any problem in any city, you will see military, UN equipment, non-marked. Yeah. Well, our vendors green. involved with that. It's the desert colors. They're, they're not even marked. They're not marked UN. They're not marked USA. They're not marked anything. This is all throughout every major city in America. So. Yeah. That she's connected with that, that's because yep. they consider us terrorists. And she's a counter-terrorist. So yes, she's going to support using the United Nations to take away all weapons. The, the oh wait, UN there's another one. Treaty. The Better World Campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, my tongue is halfway through my cheek here. But uh, the Fourth Freedom Forum, the European Judges Training Network, the East African Judges and Magistrates Association, uh, just goes on and on. Now, I mind mean, you, these... we need to add um, Tony Blair to this because Tony Blair makes billions of dollars traveling to all those countries and teaching them how to be globalists and to align mm -hmm. with the very policies that are created by Narvinder Sambai and Alison Saunders and the rest of the corruptocrats. Right. And they literally say, you need to pay us for us to teach you to how to, how to get the money from the World Trade Organization, the World Bank, uh, the USAID, OPEC, and on and, and the IMF. on. The IMF, the Crown uh, Agents, all of it. This, and then as you say, they always then fly into the false flag of philanthropy, charities, and they're helping people. No, that's a write-off. That's all that means. That's just a way to write it off. Has nothing to do a with helping anybody. A handout is a powerful motivator. 
They learned that long ago. When George Soros give, gave out $18 billion to 128 different NGOs, non-governmental organizations in America recently, you better believe that every one of those 128 organizations is going to do his bidding, period. That's the way it works. We know that because of the WikiLeaks um, sharing of Podesta and Hillary's emails, which very clearly showed the conspiracy that was involved in all of that uh, uh, throughout the Democratic uh, Isn't that interesting that party? in all that information we gained out of WikiLeaks, uh, these people have been successful at, at, at changing the subject to Julian Assange, and we've never actually gotten to the content. I hope Barr gets to the content. Well, it doesn't look like uh, poor Julian is going to make it because uh, Sweden has opened up his case again. Now, remember, it was a case of rape. Both women he was dating. And because he doesn't like to use a prophylactic, he told them, as he always told them, he wasn't going to use a prophylactic, and the women charged him with rape. That is not rape. Not only that, Sweden is the country, Ericsson, that controls the chips for 5G. Well, so, Sweden is on this list, too, for the Global Center on Cooperation. So Sweden's involved with our, our vendor Simbai. Sweden has been lost on on. to the invaders, and they admit it. They say their entire social system has collapsed. They say their government's collapsing. Everything's collapsing, and we're going to allow the new government, the new Islamic government of Sweden, to control our 5G there's only three companies that control the chip for 5G, for the wireless aspect of it, and that's uh, Nokia, Samsung, and Ericsson. Ericsson is in Sweden, so that's the reason Trump is at war with any with with the Chinese because, really, the Chinese have already taken over Britain. They've already infiltrated their intelligence structure, their communication structure, as it was demonstrated in the testimonies before the um, Senate Judiciary Committee yesterday. It is very clear that what Trump is saying is anyone who does business with China, especially through 5G or any kind of um, telecommunication connection, we're not going to participate with them in the five eyes or any communication whatsoever. Get it, folks. Britain is our enemy. Why would they allow a five eyes country to be completely 100% wholesale given to China, which now that we you pointed this out, and it's a reality. Any company in China is controlled by the Communist Central Committee, period, period. Therefore, anything in Britain with 5G is controlled by Chinese communists. And we know what they have been doing, and they we know they're our number one enemy, not only militarily, but in terms of cyber warfare. And so... England has made its choice. They've chose China. We need to choose non-China, non-Five Eyes, and non-any country that has anything to do whatsoever with using Chinese technology because there is no such thing as Chinese technology that is not rigged, well, let me ask you surveilled. Something. Let me ask you what you think. I'm going to ask you a question. With all this evidence that our vendor sent by was Robert Mueller's handler, why is that not being talked about in the mainstream press? For the exact reasons you've pointed out. For instance, where did you hear of Arvinder Simbai? You heard from it from you. me. And where did I hear it? I heard it from some crazy foreign country's uh, newspaper article. And then I searched it back, and I could find almost nothing on this woman except what I told you which was my 100% absolute conviction that she was part of the Robert Mueller special counsel. And you said, well, uh, she's not on the list. And I said, it doesn't matter. She goes back to 9-11 and before, and you've now checked it out. She, she obfuscated her names, obfuscated her sex, obfuscated her jobs. She created all of these different counterintelligence operations under different names in England with the absolute approval of the Brits. And so she's running the number one counterintelligence operation in the world trying to take down Donald Trump. And, of course, she is going to be the Brits 007. It's almost impossible to find anything about her. As a matter of fact, you, it, even finding a picture of her is difficult. 
finding, that's why when Nuna said, I have a picture of her with Western intelligence, that was a big deal because this woman is mm-hmm. hidden. This woman is the secret counterintelligence enemy of America. It's out there. It's out there. It's just very difficult to find, <clears throat> and it's almost like the uh, search engines have been set to filter that out. That's what they do but for terrorism. That's why she's an expert in it. That's why she's involved in law. She's involved in security. In other words, all of her things that she teaches people in her books tells you how to be a terrorist. And if they tell you how to be a terrorist and they tell you that they're the ones going after the terrorists, then really they're telling you how to get away with it. These are books on anarchy. Well, you know, one of the things that's, that's real clear from this LGBTQ uh, emphasis, overemphasis, in my opinion, uh, out of the Crown Prosecution Service is given the the total number of such crimes that they even report, which is a very small number. Uh, it, it appears the real agenda is a UN agenda to make anybody's opinion that 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 uh, uh, runs afoul of anything that these people define as a hate crime, you're going to get prosecuted under some hate statute that seems to have been pressed out of this LGBTQ priority in England for hate crimes. And we see that now. They're, They're pushing this idea that anybody that disagrees with anybody on the radical left is accused of a hate crime. Boom. There you go. They're pushing hate crime as the ultimate way to censor and silence anyone who disagrees with this group. And in Britain, 40 stabbings a day, those aren't hate crimes. No, 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 those are Muslims. It's part of their religion. It's okay. Oh, how about the rapes? No one can count the rapes in England because of what they call grooming. They don't even call it raping. They call it grooming. And these well, girls aren't raped once. This is all part once. of the Alison Saunders and... <clears throat> and Arvinder Simbai's heritage uh, at the Crown Prosecution Service, which they have been working at since the early 90s, all the way to very recently. So this is their legacy. We're watching their legacy uh, unfold in front of us right now, not only in the UK, but also in Europe and America now. Counterintelligence depends upon propaganda. Propaganda coming out of these people in Britain right now. Uh, You are blamed for being the person who committed a crime if you uh, didn't take your knives, your big knives at your house, and put them in a box on the street. And all those boxes are then stolen by the invading Muslims. And then they're used to kill people. In other words, you can be put in jail for not turning in your knife, which you're supposed to turn in, get stolen, and then used against you. Now, they're also going to tell you that Islam is a, is a religion of peace. Uh, that's complete nonsense if you've ever read the Quran or the Hadith or anything else. Absolutely not. And let's remember, who was it that basically turned it into a euphemism, turned it into um, saying that the Muslims... Uh, and radical Islamic terrorism doesn't exist, that was John Brennan. John Brennan went through all the manuals for the CIA, FBI, and intelligence and changed every reference to jihad, saying, and then he wrote a whole thing saying that jihad and the killing of non-Muslims is completely against the Muslim faith, and it doesn't happen, and it's an exaggeration, and it really, it just doesn't exist. He wrote out of our law and out of the intelligence handbooks, counterintelligence handbooks supposed to be going after these radical Islamic fascists. And what does he do? He says they don't exist. He is a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. Let's remember he got radicalized in Rihad when he was Well, what, what's was his there. relationship to Sambai in your, your opinion? Uh, well, uh, they're very good friends. Because when he was in Riyadh, he was uh, with Joseph Mifsud, and Joseph Mifsud was training the intelligence agents okay. for go. Israel, for uh, Saudi Arabia, and Arvinder Sembai was there also, because Arvinder Sembai well, is Joseph Mueller Mifsud's controller. Sam, Sam, Mueller and Sembai can't hide 
all of the press that was uh, centered around the U.S. Embassy bombings and 9-11. They can't hide it. And now we've got the testimony from uh, Papadopoulos that uh, the standby was recommended him to go see Mifsud. So here we have a British Crown prosecutor in close collaboration with uh, the longtime FBI director who was put in charge of this uh, Trump-Russia hoax. So if that doesn't show you that there's a conspiracy, espionage on her on Sambai's part and treason on Mueller's part, I don't know what does. Oh, no, it absolutely is. And we have to understand that Arvinder Sambai is more principal in this than anybody knows. She undoubtedly was Stefan Halper's handler. She undoubtedly was coordinating this with Richard Dearlove. She 100% had to be using the propaganda and the approval of the Privy Council through Lord Malik Brown. No other way this could have happened. She had to have been coordinating this with Alexander Downer, Andrew Wood. She had to have, and who was it that set up George Papadopoulos when he went to Rome? He gets there and what happens? He gets, well, let's just put it bluntly. In a matter of a few months, they give him four beautiful women three of whom supposedly can't speak English, that he has affairs with. That's a, such an age-old Soviet uh, Russia. It's basically what spies have done for, for millennia all oh, over yeah. the planet. That's nothing new. I mean, and, and George didn't even know he was being uh, framed or set up, and he just thought he was, you know, I guess uh, a lot of testosterone. Yeah, George was uh, pursuing a business opportunity, and he seems to be a bit of a narcissist, so... He was kind of loving the attention, it seems to me, but uh, that's neither here nor there. The, the facts are what they are. Now, I'm going to close this, but I want to say one thing, and that is that out there in the world of alternative news, you have some citizen journalists who are shills. They are, in fact, operatives working for the United States government. And the way you will know that is when they try to tell you that George Papadopoulos and Carter Page were major oil guys in Israel and in Russia. No, they weren't. They were insignificant. No, they were trying to be. They tried to be. <laughs> they were so insignificant that they were nothing. Literally Well, they nothing. were young. I mean, come on, Douglas. They're entrepreneurs. They're young. They're, they're aggressive. They're uh, uh, probably egotistical. And uh, they uh, were out there to make their mark. And uh, you can't fault a guy for that. Carter you can't Page, fault him for being young and naive. Carter Page was an asset of the FBI, and they called him a wackadoodle. The Trump campaign called him a wackadoodle, and the Russians who set him up for the first FBI sting that they used Carter Page as an FBI asset to get some Russians and put one of them in jail, they called him a useful idiot. He's an imbecile, yep. and he is an FBI asset, or he would have sued BuzzFeed, as he promised that he would, and Michael Isakoff, because his life is ruined. Same thing well, with I'm George sure they got sucked into the. I'm sure they got sucked into the CIA uh, non-disclosure agreement, and that's why he's keeping his mouth shut. But it doesn't sound like they got that with Papadopoulos. So no, Papadopoulos was just thing. an idiot that was being used. But he was. Uh, he wa I, you know what? I hear you, and I understand what you're saying. But I, I'm not ready to call him an idiot. I just think he was young, he was inexperienced, he was easily manipulated, and uh, they stroked his ego, and he went along with it. And, uh, you know, against uh, uh, the better part of wisdom. But I'm not going to fault a guy for making that mistake. But, Michael, he had sex with every single person's secretary that he met in these deals. At the point that he realized after the fourth one that he ain't all that and that they gave him $10,000 for doing nothing. They paid him $3,000 to come to a meeting. They set him up as the head of his own organization. They sent him to meet the <laughs> okay, head. Okay, okay, fine. You made your point. He is such an idiot. He got set up so bad that he continued to go to Stephen okay. Halper. So our for our issue afterwards. is with Sam Bai, not him. Our issue is Sam Bai. That's right. Sam Bai is 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 the crown print crown prosecutor here. That is the subject of what we're talking about. She obviously used him, and uh, the the fact is that this places her in the uh, Trump Mueller uh, Trump Tower hoax. And I'm That's going to make a really crude remark, but along with your idea that you don't know whether Arvinder Sambai is a man or a woman, maybe that's why Arvinder didn't have sex with George Papadopoulos. 
The point is, George should have known. And Arvinder Sambai is a master at this. And so when she started setting him up with all this stuff, but mind you, they did it to Sam Clovis, they did it to Carter Page, but Carter Page was sent into the Trump campaign. George Papadopoulos happened into the Trump campaign, and then they said, who can we attack? And so they said, Sam Clovis and um, one other one, and Papadopoulos were the weakest links, and that's why they went after them. And they did a really good job on George Papadopoulos because he married one of the spies that that they gave him as a as a prize. He's married to her now. She said to him, hey, Georgie, you know, uh, the setup of this guy who was a CIA operative who came to give you in Syria $10,000 in cash, don't take it back to America because they're going to arrest you when you come into the country. And by golly, they did. He left the $10,000 with a lawyer in Cyprus, and therefore they couldn't get him on not filing as a foreign agent, carrying that money into this country and money laundering. They wanted to take George Papadopoulos down with that. But Simona, his now wife, said, don't do it. That wasn't George who said, don't do it. They were going to take George down and they were so close. And George is only now slightly waking up. But it's a beautiful thing to watch George wake up because as he does, it just reinforces everything that we have said. And we already told George what had happened to him. And now as he is waking up, it's beautiful. So pay attention to George Papadopoulos. Do not pay any attention to Carter Page. And keep your eye on Arvinder Sambai, whose name has now come up by George Papadopoulos. And keep your ear open for Alison Saunders. Because when Alison Saunders' name truly comes up, we're going to see okay, so indictments. Here, here's, here's the thing. How is, how is Barr going to go at that? Because it's pretty obvious the British are not going to cooperate in his investigation. Or uh, will they? They came to this country. They were on our grounds. Uh, Stephen Halper is a dual citizen. You have, yes, you basically, not only do we need to stop the Five Eyes intelligence connectivity because of Huawei, but because of this attempted coup d'etat. Well, let me tell you something about that. You, you keep saying that, and here's the problem I see with that. We're talking about an infrastructure that was created starting in 1946 that is so advanced and is so intertwined all over the planet through Serco uh, and um, Lockheed and, and Boeing and Rockwell. You talk about stopping that. If, if you stop that, you stop our entire intelligence operation. I think that's the problem we've got here. It's the same exact problem we have with leader technologies uh, Miller notice letter act notice letter that you just sent in again to notice. the president, and what what is really going on there is it's just simply a ripoff, and so all that has to happen is Barr to say, "I'm sorry, we can't end the internet today, but we sure can dismantle it. We can't necessarily end our relationships with the Five Eyes overnight." But we certainly must dismantle it, and so that's what has. Well, to you know, you asked me, you asked me that one time, one other time. What what would it take? And I, I think that there's a not a simple answer, but basically we need to do an inventory of what's out there now, and do an assessment of how deeply it's compromised. And some parts of this can be salvaged, I'm sure. Other parts are going to have to be scrapped. But we need to have a we need to have a group that does an inventory and gets on with the assessment. That's same, what needs to happen right now. Same thing with the U.S. Fed. Same thing with the Mint. Same thing with uh, currency exchange, the exchange uh, stabilization fund. Same same thing with the plunge protection team. All we have right. to do is audit them. First off, we need to freeze their assets. Sec put a sanction on them. Then we need to audit them. Then we need to take back what is ours. And then we need to divorce ourselves from these criminals. And if necessary, if they are foreigners, we may not be able to prosecute them on our own land, but we simply wait until they step under our land again. And if necessary, we go after them because these, and we extradite them because these are criminals of the worst type. There is no worse criminal. A war is no less egregious than what has happened in this George Soros revolution attempted coup d'etat, which has involved Britain and America, and which probably had its well, sources you know, in this, Britain. The, 
this issue with our vendor Symbi would be a good test and Allison Saunders because if we go back to the Brits and we say we want these people prosecuted for uh, basically uh, infiltrating the U.S., it will be a good test to see who, how, how deep this uh, supposed special relationship with the British is because if they do nothing, that'll tell us what we need to know. And if they actually prosecute her, that will be um, a good development. I say the 36 people we've named that are the principal co-conspirators of this need to be invited to America under the auspices of doing something nice for them. And then we arrest them. We imprison them until we can and, and indict them because we already have the evidence, and, but we have to keep them in prison so they can't go back to their own country. So we simply trick them, get them over here, lock them up, uh, and basically prosecute them for what should be the easiest prosecutions in U.S. history because the evidence is so stacked against them that it is amazing. Here's where I think it's going to be problematic. I think all these uh, all these relationships are so tied up in these intertwined uh, joint cooperation security spy agreements uh, that uh, there's there's going to be all sorts of layers of protections that these people these people have built into these relationships. Uh, I don't think it's going to be simple. Oh, it won't be simple. But it's taken us from the time that we declared our independence until now to realize that the Britons, that the United Kingdom, that the Queen, that the monarchy, they never gave us our independence. And so it's going to be, a, it's a long war, but it is a war that can be won. And it simply has to be handled one thing at a time. And realizing that it won't be an overnight fix. Like you can't fix the internet overnight. You can't fix the algorithms overnight. You can't fix Facebook surveillance overnight. But what you can right. do is bring RICO charges against them until we get, we pull back all of our military contracts from those large Silicon Valley cardboard cutout fake warlord pigs. and Stop surveilling Americans. and That would be a good start. Thank you. Whether it's a corporation or whether it's the NSA, it doesn't matter. You should not be able to surveil Americans. And we just need to uh, hit them with such fines that then those fines can be used to pay leader technology for the theft of the technology. And then you could be part of a team with a bunch of other people working on uh, disassembling and restructuring this the way that it was supposed to be done when you invented it the first time. Well, let's let's get on with the work. It's, that's some good engineering. Absolutely. All right, Michael, thank you for revealing who our vendor Sambai is and letting us know about Allison Saunders. Thanks. Thanks to the team around the world for all this effort. You are a good spokesperson for them, and thank you to all the hundreds and hundreds of investigators. And mind you, I'm meeting new investigators every single day, so this is no exaggeration, and we want to thank the Brits who are helping us. So as we are bashing the Brits, mind you, there are Brits who are helping us. Give Not it, the people. The people are good people. Yeah, they're giving us the evidence to show how the government itself is corrupt. There doesn't need to be any more monarchy. There doesn't need to be any more, well, uh, ruling from top down. That needs to stop. And so we need to get the monarchy out of America. We need to prosecute these people who were involved in this coup d'etat, which is still going on to this very moment. And we need to thank you for all the great research that you're coordinating with all your people, and we need to get the Miller Act paid. Amen. Amen.